All right, we are live, man. A preview show, GYGB War Report show, Crawford Con this weekend live on ESPN pay per view. <laughs> and, you know, we're going to be talking about it. I'm your co host, Roberto Flack. Got my man Cold Train. Yeah, <laughs> is, that the, 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 is that the Coke Zero? Or, the, no, the, the cherry coke, John. No, it's milk, <laughs> little, little, little homemade milkshake. <laughs> little homemade milkshake tonight. No coke tonight. Oh word, yeah. Far of D, we're on here, man. He's be, he be killing you. <laughs> killing you, man. Yo, man. So yeah, so we're we're here, man. Uh, Terrence Crawford, Amir Khan on ESPN pay per view. I think this is their first pay per view in the modern era. I, I don't think they've had anyone from my recollection. Uh, unless you guys can tell me, I, I I forgot the last time I heard about an ESPN pay per view, but that courtesy of Top Rank, and I believe it's, yeah Madison Square Garden. So you know we're gonna you know talk about that, but uh, a fight that kind of went under the radar that's on the same night on Fox free TV, Danny Garcia, Adrian Granados. So you know we're gonna be talking about that as well, but yo you know. You know, before we get to that, we got to obviously talk about last Friday. I, I would say Friday. Uh, I completely forgot the fight was on a Friday night. And that was uh, Vasily Lomachenko against Anthony Krola. And that was on the ESPN Plus app. A lot of people were hitting me up like, yo, you know, what time does fight start? And I'm like, yeah, it's on the app, though, man. They're like, what? <laughs> it's still, you know, a lot of people have not jumped on the app yet. I mean, it's, it's natural. It, it is what it is. But uh, did you get a chance to see that at all, or did you even see the highlights? I mean, it wasn't. I saw the highlights, but you <laughs> know, I don't have app, so <clears throat> I was out the loop. You know, I saw the highlights on yeah. YouTube and ESPN, but you know, I didn't actually get a chance to see the fight live because I don't have that app. I know you got, you just got it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm trying it out right now. Uh, you know, the zone went up uh, ten bucks. Well, I mean, for people who are going to do it for you know. That are subscribing now, it's gonna be twenty dollars, and this is without you know the NBA package and the MLB package and the NFL package wow. that, that are available in other uh, countries. Yeah, but right. um, ESPN Plus just seems like the better deal. But again, man, it's people aren't hip to it yet, and I've talked to a lot of people about. Uh, the app itself, and they're like, you know, is it, it, you know, do I have to go online? And people already get very apprehensive about logging in and setting up an account. I mean, we're still in like the early, early stages of it. So, you know, most people didn't see this Lomachenko uh, Anthony Krola fight, but there was just, I mean, you know, Train saw the highlights. I mean, there's really not much to take away from this fight because going into the fight, shot to ROD, this was like a 101 fight, man. You know, we knew the outcome of this fight. So I think the question now, man, is, um, look, there, there's a handful of fights at this point that we want to see Vasily Lomachenko in. Um, he is going to fight Richard Kami, who is the IBF champion, and that'll solidify three of the four titles. Uh, we still have to see with the deal with Mikey Garcia. Um, he's having a meeting with the WBC this week as it relates to if he's going to relinquish the title, if he's going to stay at 135. If you ask me, I think he's probably going to relinquish the title. I just can't see him making 135 that comfortably now, being that he went up and, and bulked up and got to 147. I mean, we've seen how many fighters go try to go back down and wait. Doesn't really – play out that well for man so train like like what do you see in lomachenko's immediate future that you think would gain the attention of the general public because it's just the matchups do matter you know so like well, what do you think is a fight in the immediate that you know would gain a lot of attention from him? It's, it's two fights that's going to uh make him some money <clears throat> first one is is with tank and now we all know how the fight would play out but but like Broner, Tank is a guy that sell tickets. Like he can sell the fight on social media, and he can sell the fight. You know, just just port, just point blank range. Period. Um, you know, it'll be a a a a cool feature with Top Rank and Mayweather promotion. So then you add the Floyd aspect in to help promoting it, and 
I think that fight needs to be made sooner than later. Now, here's the problem. Floyd's not putting him in the ring with Lomachenko no time soon. So that yeah. fight only happens. It'll be like a Canalo and Triple G thing. And listen, I know people get upset about this, but look, let's be honest. Canalo didn't fight Triple G until he started to slide a little bit. Again, you know, he had to fight against Danny Jacobs, and they jumped at the bit to go fight Canalo. I mean, Triple G, partly. So it'll have to be a scenario like that where Lomachenko shows some chink, chinks in the armor and starts sliding a little bit. Because just like Triple G, he's, you know, he started out older, and look, age catches up with them all. Um, no matter how good you are, it just, it just does. And I think that's the only scenario uh, if, if for that fight happening. But I'm just to your answer your question, he needs a polarizing opponent. Now the other guy, we all we all know who that guy is, and that's the guy that decided he wanted to go up two weight class. Well, technically one, but we all know Mikey Garcia is nothing more than a 135, maybe 140 pound fighter. And for me, that's a fight that can get made tomorrow. Like, and they both guys kind of like Mikey. Well, Lomo needed more than Mikey, but Mikey, Mikey did 300,000. Because let's face it, he brought a lot of that, most of those fans to that 300K. So now you're talking about him and Lomachenko doing a pay per view. That's at least, you know, the five, 700,000 pay per view by maybe even a million. Maybe even a million. But that's to me, it's a no brainer that that fight needs to get done now. And the problem is now, though, is. Well, I still think he can probably make weight. It's just what weight they would fight at. That's the big question. Well, that's the thing. It's like Lomachenko's not going to go above 135. I mean, they've already made that. That's the problem. Clear, that's you know. Like, and with Mikey, it's – we talked about this. I mean, we, we we saw what happened with Roy. When he went up in weight, yeah. he came back down, what, almost identical the amount of weight. Like, you know, he had a drop, right? Close to, but yeah. – no that, joke, bro. No that joke. Is not the I think RLD just tried to peek in. You know, I know he's big on Roy dropping that weight. You but know, you all... once your legs go, man, and you find somebody like a Lomachenko who you have got to be. I mean, your footwork has to be on par. And, and again, we're not talking about foot speed, but your footwork has to be on par. And I don't know, man. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I don't think Mikey's gonna try to give him any advantage he can. Now, look, Mikey is bigger than Lomachenko. Let's not get it twisted. But I it, it's like bulking to 147 and then coming back to 135. Though Mikey wasn't a big welterweight, I mean he really wasn't a welterweight. It's almost like you it's kind of like when he went, you know, what Broner went through. He went to from 135 all the way to 147, came back to 140 and was having trouble. Now, granted, Mikey's a more disciplined fighter, but regardless of the fact, man, you start moving up and down in weight like that, you're gonna it's problems, man. And I think ROD, yeah, ROD popped on. Yo, you, you there, ROD? I think you got the mute joint on. There you go. Hey, I'm here. What's going on? Oh, uh, what's going on? What's, going, what's popping, ROD? We got the we got. Voltron is formed. <laughs> so, so yeah, ROD man. Uh, we we talked about this as it relates to Lomachenko and and, and, and like, like even the potential of Mikey fighting, man. You talked about this. Like, what do you think of? I mean, do you think Mikey can really come back and fight Lomachenko at one thirty five and make it comfortably? No, I mean train. I think train has said this like two. I don't know like, what maybe happened a, to him. That happened to me at first. He might gotta refresh refresh the screen. Can you can you guys hear his me? browser? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was crazy because we um what Train had said a while ago was that um Mikey was done. You know that 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 beaten. And I think actually Train Dad has said it. Shout out um to Mr. Islam. He actually has said it um that you know that Mikey was done. Like that beating he took was not was not good. You know, and you hear him? yeah, I can't I can't hear him for some reason. You can't hear me. Well, you you, you try and get out, train, and then and then. All right, let me try to come back right. again. Let me. No, go ahead, RD. No, he was just saying that that beating was was just was just bad for his career. So. 
Listen, I'm picking a fresh Lomo over Mikey at this point right now. Um, I just think he's too damaged as a fighter. And I think that that weight is just too much. Losing that weight and coming down and fighting at that lower weight class is going to be too much for Mikey at this point, especially against Lomachenko. I'm leaning towards that too. I'm I'm of that I'm I'm of that mindset. You you hear him train or I hear him now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Word word. Yeah. Rod. I was I was telling him before you got on. You know how um adamant you were about Roy shedding that weight after he fought Tarver, and you was basically calling him, you know, career suicide. Yeah, and I and I quoted what your dad had said that. Mikey was done, you know, after that weight. Yeah. Your dad, you know, shout out to Mr. Islam. He basically said, yo, like, he he done, and I believe it, man. Like, I, there's no way he goes in there against Mikey. I'm trying to figure out who he's, who is he going to be. Yeah. Like, you know, who is he going to be? Like, what what is he going to be? That was. That fight made no sense. When we, when we, now, yep. I mean. For the I beginning. Mean, but all of us, we're like, we were like. I'm questioning. What are you gaining out of this? He I gained mean, nothing. He, he gained. Got paid, man, I mean, we all know he got paid. It's oh, just well, no doubt about other than that. The it's, right. It's Listen. just at this point, it, it, it's like we want to see him and Mike and Lomachenko and Mikey fight. But, you know, there's always there, there's going to be regardless of what anybody thinks. I mean, there's, there's people, especially in this generation, there's going to be an asterisk next to it because people are going to say, oh, well, you know. What we're talking about now, that he went up and then came down and he was a little damaged or he couldn't make weight or whatever. So, Train, I had told I had told Roberto last week that a lot of people were trying to find moral victories in that fight. They were right. saying, oh, he didn't get knocked down or he didn't get stopped. And, I, and, you know, he parried a lot of those punches. And I said, listen, all that stuff may be true. But you and I both know, man, that the homeboy is damaged. Like he is really, he really messed up under that hood. You know, like he he messed wait, up, wait, man. Wait, that, check, that, 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 that check that check that check engine light, man, is on. We don't see it, but that check engine light is on. Yeah, man, I agree, man. I mean, he took people. People they misconstrue, you know, somebody getting knocked out or bloodied up in a fight. Um. You know, there, there's the other side of it where you know you you're taking a, a lot of punches. Granted, you don't get knocked down, and and that's what and, and that's what we were talking about, like the moral victories. I mean, look, he Mikey took a thorough beating, man, and going into his next fights now, you know, you got to start to wonder, like, all right, well, what is left of Mikey Garcia? Because another thing, man, he's not a spring chicken either. I mean, he's not he's not old by any stretch of the you know. The imagination, but I'm talking about in, in boxing years. He's he's like 31, 32, but you start to look down the road, man. He's definitely not a welterweight. So at like 140, I mean, who are these who are these guys that he could potentially fight, you know, or that will will make him like I forgot. Who, I think it was Tim Bradley that said this. Like like which fight will make him come up? Like you know the Lomachenko fight maybe, but can you make 135? But what else like? He fought Spence. He lost. Like, what's next? You know, so I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. And then I guess the other question is, we hear now, and Train, what do you think about this? Like, Andrade is really calling Spence out now. Sort of like how, you know, Spence was oh, doing a Mikey. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, listen, you know what? You like picking on smaller people. Come up, come up a few weight classes and fight me. I'll fight you. <laughs> and Spence, and Spence yeah, is like, yo, I'm, I don't even know who you are. I don't even know you had a boat. <laughs> so what you think about that? What do you think about that, Train? Like, it's kind of reverse it's now. Like, Here's the funny thing. I got Spence beating him. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Only because he, a guy like him, he's a bigger guy, obviously, because he's like really a, well, yeah, he's bigger because he's. I think he might he be taller. Bigger. Yeah, he is. He's a bigger guy. He just looks bigger. Even I don't know what the, you know, his uh, dimensions are, but he's a bigger dude. But you know, um, it's not really worth for for Spence because Spence is bigger than what he. Is. I'm saying, 
on paper, Spence is bigger, you know, as far as uh, what he what he's going to be able to do at the welterweight division. But to Rada Da's point, a few years back or a year ago, he kept harping on the fact that Spence probably going to eventually have to move up and wait because how long do you sit and wait for these guys to fight or try to or hope? Because listen, the Crawford and Spence, it's, it don't have nothing to do with them. It's it's a promotional thing between. Promotion A and promotion B. It don't have nothing to do with the, with them, but the problem for Spence is the other guys, the other established welterweights, the Thurmans, the the Dannys, the Sean Porter, who said after the fight he was going to give Spence the fight and went MIA and fought some some awkward dude from Africa. And you know, it's just like, what do you do at this point if you Spence? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you keep waiting around and do you do you, do you until you starve yourself to make 47? Because there's going to come a point in time where he struggles to make 47. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, and, and it's sooner than later, you know. Um, like Crawford is kid, he could he could peak out at 47. And you know? I think that's what's gonna happen. That's he's probably peaked at you know, not not everybody goes up like five, six weight classes. Right. And Terrence Crawford <laughs> is like a good, I think he's like a solid welterweight for the rest of his career. But, you know, we'll get to him in a, in a few. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see what, we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Loman Chan. I mean, he's fighting Richard Kami next. I mean, I think that's the immediate plan. That's a un another unification fight. After that is when things get tricky uh, as far as his opponents. And this, I, oh, by the way, man, you can tell his English is starting to get pretty good, man, because he's starting to throw these slick jokes out. And I don't know if any, anybody caught the – I sent it on. I put it on the chat. You know they were they were doing the press conference uh, the post fight uh, interview with you know Lomachenko and Bob Arum and somebody in the crowd was saying um, or asking or one, you know one of the reporters asking you know about the Javante Davis fight and Lomachenko went to answer and Bob interjected he's like you know he gets in his his whole spiel you know you gotta talk to Floyd Mayweather he's he's his promoter and then they kind of cuts into Lomachenko and he goes he says something like you know. Javante Davis is one of the top fighters of boxing on Twitter. <laughs> you can hear the whole, the whole like the whole place kind of laughing and everything. But it's, I guess they're they're just trying to chime in about that. But you know, I, I don't know for the immediate future with Lomachenko's, uh, you know, for a big fight, what's going to be you know the the big fight for him. But in any case, uh, speaking of Danny. Uh, Garcia, you know, we, we we completely forgot this fight was happening this weekend. There's two uh, notable fights, you know, quote unquote, uh, that gonna one's gonna be on Fox, and you know, obviously the other one ESPN pay per view. But we'll talk about um, the one that's gonna be on Fox <laughs> free TV. Uh, Danny Garcia, Adrian Granados. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, I I don't is this is this a crossroads fight for Danny? Like, would you guys consider this a crossroads fight for Danny? Or is this, is this like a, a fight he, he should easily win at this point? You want to go first? Or... I mean, I think, I think this is a fight that on paper he should easily win, but it always seems, you know, training I talk, it always seems that Danny's at a crossroads fight. I mean, wouldn't you agree, trained? It's just <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, is this like every every is this that annual time of year again? Yeah, like you know, every time I watch a YouTube video and you put in Danny Garcia and you know, they put up something similar to what you watch and you know, training our Philly to the core, they all we always see like these two fights that everybody claims that he's won, and I'm like there's no way. And that's the Thurman fight and the Porter fight. I'm like, how could you guys say he won this fight? And I can go back and tell you, like, another fight he really lost. But I think this fight is a crossroad fight um, for Danny. I mean, only to the point of it's going to determine if he's going to fight Thurman or Porter next. Because none of those guys are not going to fight uh, Spence after what just happened. So, you know... I think this is a crossover fight for him in terms of if he is going to determine if he fights Thurman or Porter next. But um, he could win this fight, and he should win this fight. But if he mess around and not become active, he could lose this fight too. 
I don't think he's going to knock Granados out, to be honest. Um, he can outwork him. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't be surprised if there's, you know, pockets where Granados is outworking him too. Like, we've seen Granados fight, man. And, yeah, he has some losses, but, you know, the guy works. He's tough. The guy's a, yeah, he's work. He's a work. You can ask, ask Adrian Broner. You know, ask those guys. He makes good people look bad. It's a, you know, so. And Danny sometimes, man, he has a he has the tendency, man. Other than shout out to Train when he fought uh, Matisse, I have not seen him step up. Every time he step up against good comp, man, it just looks like he just he's stuck in that. That airplane move, man. Like he just can't get out of neutral. So, you know, he could. This could be a crossroad fight for him, and he could mess around and look like a C plus, C minus, and no one's going to be calling for him. And you, but you know what's funny? He might be okay with that because he doesn't want. It doesn't seem like he wants to fight anybody but Porter and Thurman. So, being a C plus may be cool with him. I don't know what you think, Train. Like you said, every I feel like at this point, like I just think Danny's just a name at this point. You know, he's just a name fighter that um he's not a big name like he was. You know, and it's a shame he don't have a lot of losses. It's just that the way the the, the boxing game is right now, this current wave of boxer boxers, I should say. And it's this module that they all use, like, they're on Mayweather type of level where they can pick and choose. And I'm not, listen, if you want to pick and choose who you fight, I'm not knocking that. That's, you choose to do that, whatever. But don't exceed. Fans aren't business-minded. So don't expect them to think like how you think. So when fans get on certain fighters and call them cherry pickers or what have you, you know, the fans want to see the elite fight the elite or just the best fight the best. So when they see a guy like Earl Spence, and I ain't going to get into Terrence Crawford because he's not in this particular stable, so we can kind of exclude him. But it's kind of messed up when you got a guy like Earl Spence who is ready to fight all these guys. They're under the same management. What's the, what's the problem? And I don't want to hear that, well, Spence ain't earned the right to fight none of these guys because one could say that Spence versus Kell Brook is better than any of those guys fighting each other. Because I think people forget how good of a fighter Kel Brook is. Agreed. Agreed. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it, it's a shame, and I, and I don't want to go on a tangent, but it's just like it kind of relates to this whole Danny thing that he's fighting a guy, you know, basically that was fighting Adrian Broner a couple years ago. And I ain't, I'm not – it's no knock to Granados, but, you know, the fact that we even call this a crossroad fight, you know, tells you all that you need to know kind of where Danny career has gone, you know? So even if he beat Granado, I don't know what that means. Technically he's supposed to be the guy like this. And we need to now to be fair somewhat, Danny Porter and Thurman all fought each other. Um, But that being said, there's a new, there's, there's, there's new flavor in the ear with Earl Spence, who is a belt holder. A guy that has no opponents, because I swear to Earl, this fight, these fights can be made pretty easily. But they're all cashing out. Spence, excuse me, Crawford, not Chris, not Spencer Crawford, uh, Thurman, Porter, and Danny cash out, you know. And when you cash mm-hmm. out, these are the type of fights that you're going to be taking. But this fight that said Danny should win on Saturday, but if he was to lose, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean, that that's crazy at this point. I mean, because it's, it, it, you know, to your point, Tran, I mean, I think every year we're kind of like, we, we see Danny either in these fights where we're like, why? Or these fights were, you know, whether it was the Porter the Thurman fight where, where we, it was going to be that answer. Or like, all right, can Danny uh, get over that hump, you know? And at least at welterweight, he hasn't managed to do that just yet now. The Granados fight, it, when they announced it, I, I was like, "All right, again, we're here. We, we we're back here one more time. A fight Danny should win, you know, pretty comfortably." But 
we there, there's always that, that chance where he just doesn't show up. And, and then we start to question, like, all right, well, what does he have left that, you know, he hasn't shown us? So for him, man, I think he has to have, like, a big outing, okay? And, and, I'm, and I'm not necessarily saying a knockout, but he has to have, like, a very dominant win. Because I think if he has problems with Adrian Granados, man, it's going to be, at that point, like – it doesn't make sp- sense for Spence to even fight Danny or even Thurman or Porter, you know, because this is what I think as far as Thurman is concerned. He's fighting Pacquiao apparently in July. Like they're, they're finalizing that deal. And I really think Spence and Porter are going to fight, man. I, I think they're putting Porter in that position to fight Spence more than with Thurman where because Thurman's been the longest standing champion there. So they're kind of going to give him the Pacquiao fight before anybody else. But that kind of leaves Danny out. Like, let's just say he wins and he wins pretty, you know, comfortably and he looks good. Like, who do you, who does he go after with those guys not available, like, in the, in the immediate? You know, like, does he just fight, like, just keep fighting those type of fighters and he's just comfortable doing that? I mean, see that 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 that's that's the that's the brilliant that's the big question here. You know, like what what's next? You know, even if he has his big show on, like what's next? Yeah. Rematch uh, order? Do we need to see? I mean, like, is, we don't need to see those fights. Like, I don't need to see none of those rematches. Like, none of them. None of them. And that's the thing about it. Like I said, this is like a a love triangle, man. And <laughs> it you is. Know, you know, and they, they'll all, you know, it's funny, especially Danny. I love when he says, and again, we're Philly to the core, where he says, you know, Spence hasn't fought anybody. Like, I fought Thurman and Porter. I'm like, yeah, because you guys want to fight each other. Like, you guys had chances to fight Spence, and you guys didn't want to fight Spence. Um, as a matter of fact, I, you know, I think a lot of people would adore and embrace Danny if he fought Spence at a comeback fight, you know, just to kind of like, you know, hey, you know what, I'm here. But um, the one thing we didn't say, man, is that he's bigger than Granados. Um, that's what pu- I'm saying. Like, that's why I brought up the Broner situation. Right. You're absolutely right. But, you know, again, his problem, like you said, Train, is his inactivity in fights, man. He can sometimes disappear in fights, mm-hmm. start complaining that he lost. He stopped throwing his hands. Yeah. Where he looks out so, for, he looks for the home run, right? He looks for the home run. So, like, he does have that. I mean, he should win. But, like you said, Train, I wouldn't be surprised, and no one should, if he gets outworked. Hmm. It, it happened with, uh, who's the little dude named that outworked him? Herrera? Mauricio Herrera. Yeah. So yeah. Brought it down. Did we watch that together? I think we did, man. He just, he just looped it. He just... Circled him, side. He just fought lateral. It was like a real simple thing he did. How he did it, but it was a it was effective. It's almost like he doesn't want. I don't know, man. Like I hate to say this, but remember when Terrence Crawford was on his behind and he got out of the one forty. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And yeah. and he got out of one forty, man. Then Spence started to come up. It's almost like he doesn't want to be great. I just because he could be so good, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he just looks comfortable, like with you know making the money he's made, or at least to me it seems. I mean, you could tell, man. I mean, you you could tell when you see guys like Spence and with Crawford, like they're looking further down the road. You know, they're not looking at the. It, it, it's like with some of these guys, it just seems like they're they, they're telling you they're looking there, but they're looking kind of like at the exit door. You know, but I don't know, man. I mean. He has to show it in the ring, ultimately. And I think somebody if you can't beat somebody like Adrian Granados, like, handily, I don't like your chances against Errol Spence or even against the guys we just mentioned again in, in a rematch. Like, would you pick Danny in a, in a Thurman rematch? No. Like, what didn't we see in the, in the first fight? You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think we need to see a rematch. But I don't know. Um... I mean, I guess on to the, the pay-per-view card. <laughs> so, th- again, I think 
this is ESPN's well this or look this is ESPN's first pay-per-view with top rank which I find funny and I knew they were going to do this because they were they're really big enough the ESPN plus app Bob was telling people get the ad don't worry about it boom boom, boom. Lo, lo and behold you know you know we're still in the pay-per-view era so I mean I'm gonna just go down the card I mean it's as far as names are concerned it is it is a decent named card. I mean, I'm gonna go, you know, Felix Verdejo against Brian Vasquez. Uh, Verdejo is one of these guys, man, that I was bigging up. Something there, there's something I, I I don't know what it is. There's something missing with him, but I mean, he he might be a guy that might be fighting the next guy I'm gonna talk about, uh, Teofimo Lopez, who's gaining a lot of traction now uh, against Edis Tatley. In a lightweight fight, uh, and then Shakur Stevenson, Christopher Diaz, in in a fight, I think this is going to be Stevenson's toughest test. Um, he's been training with, with with Terrence Crawford, and obviously the main event, Terrence Crawford, and Amir Khan. <laughs> so, uh, train. Um, I guess, yeah. Just give me your thoughts on the you know the fight itself. Yeah, I mean, basically, we you know when the fight first got brought up, I mean. It is what it is. It's it, it's a it's a fight um, to get con. I mean, excuse me, uh, Crawford some more notoriety. Um, you just write a bunch of names, tear them off, put them in a hat, and pick out a name and see who comes up. And it happened to be American. Listen, this is a class. This is a class business boxing, and you know, uh, uh, older, washed up guys that you know been knocked out several times fighting a guy like. like Terrence Crawford, who don't just box people, but he beats people up. You know, um, he's not a one hit. He's not a, a, a one hit out the park guy. And I'm, you know, for my baseball people out there, he's an on base hitter. You know, he's a guy that manufacturer runs, and he literally go from every base, go to every base before he goes home. And Khan is a guy. And we talk about punch resistance a lot here on, on Guard Your Girl. He has none. It's it's gone. You know, people was telling me, like, oh, I don't know if the right kind. It reminds me of Zab Judah. Like, it's the same. Broner, all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's all one in the same. Yeah. <laughs> Blindfold me, Duck Duck Goose, they're all the same to me. Khan, Broner, Zab, you name them. I could go on and on. Chad Dawson, who ride or die now. Adorson and got behind, but I'm a realist. Even and I was a big Zab guy. These guys are heartbreakers. They're heartbreaker guys. I was a kind. You know the next big payout. You know the next big job. That one last job. You know that one last hurrah. And you're going to get your feelings hurt every time with the, with these type of guys. Very talented individuals. But this isn't a this business isn't about talent, just about talent. Talent is only a part of it. You know, you gotta actually, you know, have skills to pay these bills, as they say. But listen, this is 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 moments. This is Crawford's moment. American is come on, man. He's Pat, where was he at? He just got dropped by some Uber driver, you know, like a a, a year ago. He ended up winning the fight, but he got dropped. Yeah. You know, he got a drop by a dude that was delivering his food and he was able to end up winning a fight. But his punch resistant. I don't think, you know, some people might not understand. Like, basically, he don't react well to punches at all. Like, you can blow on Connor. He will probably fall down in a ring. His, his chin is so it was always. Listen, when he was at his prom, his chin was suspect. It's, listen, like I said, ton of talent. Hand speed is off the chain. Um, I don't know how it looks anymore, but you know, he fights like an amateur, like he's just trying to outpoint you in boxing. It's a lot more trickery involved than just trying to outpoint a fighter. You know, Kawasaki was a guy that kind of had a bit of an amateur style, but Kawasaki had some tricks with his stuff. You know, Rada Dice to call him call him the elliptical machine. And he never got tired. Kind gets yeah. tired. Kind doesn't clinch, Klein doesn't roll his shoulder. Um his footwork's okay, but when you find a guy like Crawford who can switch hit on a dime, um, he clinch, knows how to clinch, knows how to jab, uh, knows how to throw short counter punches, stuff that 
Khan is 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 known for. I mean, not not known for. And my man told me something about Khan. I can't even act like this line is mine. You know, my man Daoud, who's who also cuts my hair here and there. He said the problem with Khan is that he waits for his change. He's always waiting for his change. And Bernard called it. I when I was talking to my man though, I said I said you know Khan always admiring his work. So he said, yeah, he admires work, and he he waits for his change. And we saw him get clipped against Danny, Canalo. The list goes on of people that clipped him while he was waiting to get his change back. So I just think that I think Croft is going to stop him. Let me just say that. And the only reason why I'm I'm saying this is because Crawford is is has a really mean way that he fights. He doesn't carry people. I don't even think he knows that's in his DNA to carry people. Like Spence is a southern gentleman. He got he's a killer. But if I think he if he rock with you a little bit, like I thought he carried Mikey Garcia. Mm -hmm. Crawford, he don't know about he don't know nothing about that. Crawford his his sisters, his mom, I don't think they got no no chill button. And we see him after fight snap on people. I don't think it's not personal. I just, just think this is it's a DNA thing. And I think this is the wrong guy to fight. And I'm still trying to figure out. It must have been a really nice check Bob Aram gave Khan because it's – what is he gaining out of this? Like Khan, you, he can go in England and fight somebody – so the fact that I, I respect him, you know, from a, a D standpoint, but damn, ride or die, what was that on the last day of school or, or work? Who's taking the test or who's doing an assignment on the last day of work? I think that's something you said. Perfect segue for you to jump in. Earl Diggity. I don't know what happened. I think we got to turn off the mute button. <laughs> yeah. But that's it, Roberto. I just think that. No, I'm sorry. I heard, I heard everything you said, my brother. But oh, my yeah, God. you're you're yeah, you're right, man. Um, like you said, last day of class, you know, you're not trying to do no science project. You know, you're trying <laughs> to you trying to pack up the number two pencils and get the you know get the phone numbers for the summer and, and trying to line things up. You know what I mean? But I agree with everything you said, man. And the last fight he had was Vargas. It was Samuel Vargas. If I'm not mistaken, tell me if I'm right or wrong, Roberto. He got knocked down in that fight. Yeah. And to train think to tr what train said, he is is spot on. It's guys like Amir Khan, Zab Judah, and Adrian Broner, man, you bet on them. And it's almost like, you know, when a lot of us like Dag, Mike coming out retirement again. You pick a Mike. Tyson, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you could you could pick Jordan. And they all, you just think that Jordan is going to get 50. And it just doesn't happen when he plays for the Washington Wizards. Now, granted, I'm not saying Khan is like that. I'm just saying that's how they break your heart. Um, now, what's so crazy about Khan is that I feel as though, I mean, let's just think of it like this. When he got knocked out by um, Canelo, which was an insane fight. And granted, people always say, well, he was winning the Canelo fight. Yeah, that's true for moral victories, but he took a beating, okay? Yes, he, he took a beating, and let me tell you something. We were already, you know, we were already on his top about Berdy's press dot and being knocked down 30 seconds by him. Mm. Let me tell you this right now. Khan has a lot of skills, but that fight, just to give you some perspective, was almost two to three years ago. I think it was three years ago, in 2016. Khan is now 32, 33 years old. And he had a lot of personal problems outside the ring. And now we expect him to go against a guy that Train said who is just nasty. Like, when I mean nasty, like Train said, you know, family coming there with them red cups. No, uh oh. You know, uh -oh. They're they not, they not <laughs> playing with you. The, you know, you saw with uh, Benavidez, the sister trying to fight them, fight the guys, the mom getting in there. And then on top of that, you got a cat man who had his car, give you some perspective, who had his car being fixed, and he didn't like the way that joint was turning out. And he rumbled the guy, you know, that was fixing it. This guy, as Train said, is very, very, very nasty. 
and he doesn't know how to carry anybody. I think that what's going to happen in this fight, I think that Khan, we got to give him credit. He's a, he's a gold medalist. Yep. Uh, you know, he's going to give, you know, Crawford some trouble because Khan does have a good jab. And a but reach. the problem with, and, well, I'm sorry, yep, in great reach. But the problem is, and I showed Roberto this picture earlier, was I was showing him because a lot of people think Khan is this big, imposing welterweight. And, I, and everybody thinks that Crawford is small. And I had to show this picture, not that nobody believed me, but it was shocking to me. It was eye opening to me because Crawford arms. Are longer than Khan's arms. Yeah, he 70, just yeah, seventy-one inch reach. Yeah, Floyd, he just has a seventy-two inch reach. Mm -hmm. He has a seventy-two inch reach, and on top of that, you know what? Here's a guy that's almost the same height. So that throws that out the window. Now, guess what? You got you got a you got a cat as Train said, who knows how to press you. You and I both know that if you can press Khan, you won the fight already. Not only that, the best. You know, I could see Khan having a good two to three, maybe a good two to three rounds where, you know, that jab is throwing Crawford out, Crawford getting kind of used to it. You know, sort of like what what, what he w went through in his last couple fights. See, see, Crawford gets, you know, he has to get warmed up a little bit. That lawnmower sometimes, you got to mm -hmm. press that, you got to push that prime button a couple of times for that engine to go. But once that joint get going, man, it's, it's mowing and cutting down everything. And, um, I just think that after about, as Train said, after about like four or five rounds, maybe two of those rounds where Khan has some great rounds, man, Crawford going to start pressing him. And that fight is going to go totally different, man. I got Crawford winning this fight by TKO in like the sixth or seventh round. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, let me, let me tell you this real fast. Just in all transparency, just like I said in the Lomo fight last week, does this fight move Crawford up a notch in pound for pound? If you have met two, if you have met three, or if you have met one, and I said no, this fight is benign. It's almost as benign as the fight with um, the Lomachenko had last week because I think that everyone is expecting him to do this, so it doesn't do anything to his stock per se. But it just puts him in a situation where, like you said, he's on a play per he's on a pay per view platform now, and we're just able to see what he has. But I think this fight, in terms of like, it, you know, it doesn't do anything for his stock per se. It's, you know, it really doesn't. You know, it's just another style. Um, I, th you know, it's just another style for him, man. To be honest, man, and. Hopefully, it gets him closer to the other side of the street, as you know. You guys talk about the business side so well, but uh, I don't know. It's just an opportunity for everybody to see him. But I, I don't disrespect Khan, but I feel like he'll have his his moments, and I feel like once that once that iron gets plugged in, and he start pressuring him, and it's gonna be like it's gonna be like. Remember, uh, train. I don't know if you remember this, Roberto. Remember train. Um, how how Penny was in good time when 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 her mom put that iron on. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, mama, no, that iron got real hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, you that's, imagine, that's that, you yeah. imagine oh, you having something like that on the show now? <laughs> oh, man. Bugging, man. <laughs> that iron gonna get hot, man. Gonna be pressuring, man. Kind of like, yo, no, mama, no. <laughs> yo, like, 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 yo, ROD, how about them, the, that, that, the, the Antonio Tarver video you posted earlier with the, with the that, big behind, that big behind dinosaur train. They got gators running the street. Remember that show? Remember that movie train back in the day? We used to have VHS called uh, Alligator. The alligator, they flushed the alligator down the toilet, and homeboy was like run, running around the sewers in the streets. <laughs> and he grew up that big. <laughs> yeah, that's how this alligator yeah. looked today, train in Florida, running around. Yeah. This was a dinosaur. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, but I, I mean, I agree with both y'all. Y'all make great points. I I have Crawford winning this fight like anywhere between seven and nine. Uh, look, man, it is what it is. It look, none of us. If if we if you gave us a like a batch of names and maybe like there let's just say six names, right? As it relates to who we would want to see Crawford in the ring with. 
I don't think any of us would have even mentioned Amir Khan, like in January. You know, so when the fight was announced, I, all of us kind of we gave our predictions right away. This is a name for Terence Crawford. Um, to your point, ROD, I don't know how much his stock goes up. I have him. I, I think we all collectively have Bud at number one. Does he go below or above? I mean, can't go above, but I, I don't think it makes him that much bigger of like a star or anything, which. Again, to, to the point of this being on pay-per-view, man, I mean, I really don't know how big this is going to be as far as sales are concerned. Like, is, I mean, is this going to do more than Mikey and Spence? I don't think so. No. no. Um, Nowhere close. Yeah, right. So the thing, the, the thing now, man, is what happens after. Because with Lomachenko, at the very least, he has a unification fight that will happen in the immediate, right? With Bud, I forgot who the, the Russian dude's name that fought a couple weeks ago that he fought to a draw. He's He was the mandatory for the WBO, and he looked terrible in that fight. And that was supposed to be Bud's next fight. So I'm thinking, like, what is going, what, what is what is the plan for Bud, man, as it concerns following this Amir Khan fight? Because this is what I've proposed. And... In a perfect world, or maybe I should say even five, six, seven years ago when there wasn't such a divide with this network, and I think a fight that makes sense for both guys is Terrence Crawford and Danny Garcia. Why? They both have history. They're both the last 140 unified champions, and it's a world title fight for Danny. It's the... It's the first fight that they can do like a collab. And if Spence, Thurman, and Porter are all occupied, like I don't see why not. I, I, I could see why they won't do it for obvious reasons, but I, I can't see why, why they at the very least couldn't come to the table and say, listen, Let's do this Spence fight. We want to do the Spence fight, but why don't we try this Danny fight first? Because th that's how they used to do it back in the day, man. Like they would, you know, they would promote these fights a year in advance or set it up, but then they would have these filler fights. Like, hey, we're gonna have this fight first, and then we'll have the big fight. But I don't know, man. Rod, like, would you take a Danny and Bud fight? I would, but again, you gotta. You know, you got to have, in order to dance, you got to have a willing dance partner. Right, and I, I think agree. That, I agree with that, right. And I think that that fight could have really happened at 140 before, you know, Danny did his, like, you know, catch me if you can type of thing. Um, I just don't know, you know, in Bomac, he put it on his, his, uh, his IG page, you know, just about how he had asked Danny to fight. It was prior to this. I think it was this. It was January. Yeah. And you know he had no interest in it. So I'm just saying, man. I don't think that Danny personally think he's looking at it from a business perspective, which is fine. I think he has no interest in fighting Terrence Crawford. Um, they have history. Sometimes, man, that history, man, people are just like, you know what? Why do we need a sequel to this? You know, I kind of, I'm cool on fighting you. So. You know, he Danny even said it himself. He said Terrence and Spence need to fight each other, and the winner can yeah. fight me. Like, you remember he said that? Yeah. Which so is he has, me, <laughs> yeah, he has no, in, yeah, he has no interest in in fighting a man, and that's his prerogative, whatever he wants. But I don't feel like that fight makes sense. But I don't feel like it's happening anytime soon. Right. That yeah. fight could have happened at one forty, and uh, it didn't. He moved up, and when you and I were talking, it was like he could really. Seemed like Danny could really be at 140. Yeah, he said he was killing himself to make 140. And and, and I mean, my my whole thing is it's just it's just crazy that we're we're talking about a fight that should th th these are two guys in the division. One guy is a world champion. Let's just say after this Saturday, um, both I think I all right. Let me ask you this: Don't you think? Just, I mean, I know, like, you know, me and Trainer more on the business side of things. But, I mean, 
Don't you think a Terrence Crawford and Danny Garcia does more on pay-per-view than a Terrence Crawford-Amir Khan fight? I think it does. You know, I mean, again, that Amir Khan fight does well if it's in the UK. Um, But, yeah, I mean, for Danny, yeah, it would make more sense now, especially on a PBC card. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I mean, I could see where this will – it could be – I mean, again, man, like we're we're obviously speaking from an optimistic point of view, but I mean, in in the case where ESPN and and, and Fox got together and made a, a pay per view, and they were able to do it, I mean, I I can't I like I'm trying to think where Danny would be in a better position because I mean, do you think like Danny and Thurman or a Porter rematch is pay per view? Like, is that a pay-per-view fight? Like, like that, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, why would they go about doing that? Because I don't think he's going to fight Spence. But I don't know. It's just, again, I guess to your point, like, it, I guess it really depends, like, what Danny wants to do, man. Because, I mean, it, it, I, I think the daring to be great is trying to fight one of the world champions, you know. And, and it's just. Yeah, I think that, I think, you know, it's just like. Almost like roadkill, like you know, it's sort of like okay, I let I'm not going to attack you now, but I'm gonna just wait till you kind of like wounded prey and just kind of go after you, and um, you know, that's really what that Walter Waite division has been about now. Like, hey, let's see who's the wounded man standing, and that's just gonna be my last fight, not the last man standing. Let's just see who's the wounded man, and that's gonna be my next fight, you know. So. The path of least resistance, and um, unfortunately, man, uh, we're going to see on Friday what that next logical step is for both guys. Because for me, just as we're talking about who's Danny's next logical step, you know, we're going to also find out who's Terrence Crawford' next logical step too. Right. So we'll see, though. But that is this Saturday. Live on ESPN pay-per-view, and then uh, obviously Danny and Andrew, uh, Adrian Granados on Fox. So we'll be back next week, man, uh, breaking down these fights. And, you know, everything's leading up to Canelo, Danny Jacobs. They've been doing a lot of the promos. I've been seeing commercials as far as, like, you know, the, the they're, they're back to the death of pay-per-view again. But that's going to be taking place May 4th, uh, live from the uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, man. So that is pretty much it, man. Uh, follow us at Garge Grill Boxing on Instagram at GYG Boxing on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash GYG Boxing, man. Uh, you know, we'll be uh, talking about Crawford Khan, how that ends up. And, you know, the Danny and Granados fight. And, you know, there is fights coming up, uh, you know, in the coming weeks. And then in June, and you know, we didn't actually, you know, we didn't even talk about <laughs> Big Baby getting uh, nabbed uh, by Vada, and you know, there's a possibility that he is likely out of the the Anthony Joshua fight. I'm hearing that Luis Ortiz might be a last minute fill in. Yo, I doubt it. That that'd be crazy if that happened. But uh, that is pretty much the show, man. We'll be back next week. And, you know, recapping Crawford Khan and Danny Ingranados. So until next time, yeah, peace.